Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from Seven Sisters Homeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Kim. And we're going to talk about all things homeschool, homeschool high, high school, because that's what we do. So today we're talking about cooperative efforts in homeschooling high school, right? When you don't just do things all by your lonesome. You mean we don't always just sit in the basement with our kids and whittle 18 years away? Well, you know, that is what all the really good homeschoolers do, is they isolate (laughs) from the rest of the world and they do all that they can to deprive their child of social contact. (laughs) And stay in their pajamas all day long. Well, the pajama thing actually is true, but but the rest of it, not so much. (laughs) So co-ops, there's lots of buzz about co-ops and some people love their co-ops and some people try a co-op and don't have a very good experience. Mm-hmm. Some people wish they were in a co-op and don't know how to get one started. And some people say, what's a co-op? And some so- people have experienced all of the above. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sometimes all in the same co-op. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so we're going to try to demystify co-oping a little bit today. So let's start with a basic definition. What's a co-op, boys and girls? Well, like you said, it's a cooperative learning experience. So doing things together with other homeschool families. And is this some super official rigid thing where people need to buy something that shows them how to create a co-op structure? Oh, we should sell a $200 course. Oh, we should. Yeah. Yeah. But considering that we are seven sisters, there's not one right way to do a (laughs) co-op. True that. True that. So rigid, probably not. Not for us anyway. No. Yeah. There's a lot of different styles for Mm co-oping there's just two families getting together Mm -hmm. very informally Mm -hmm. organically there are huge co-ops of 50 or 60 families meeting Mm -hmm. in a church with everything separated out by age group and and there's everything in between yep Mm -hmm. absolutely sometimes multi-ages and sometimes it's just targeted at high schoolers or preschoolers so because there's not one right way to co-op that's Mm -hmm. right That's right. So if a family with high schoolers is considering co-oping, we would pretty quickly say good plan because Mm -hmm. teens in particular, high schoolers in particular, generally benefit a lot from not just the um, social piece, not just the classroom discussion piece that they can't get just at home, but also from having some teachers other than mom as they're finishing out their homeschool career. Right? Right. It, yeah, to be able to have somebody else they are answering to. Oh, yeah. And adjusting to the different teaching styles and requirements and grading quirks. styles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grading styles, yeah. That, that's really good life prep because they will have all different kinds of flavors of bosses and college experiences if they're college bound. So, yeah, co ops are a good way to ease a high schooler into the variety of experiences in life. And co-ops for homeschool high schoolers also tend to be good for moms. Mm. Oh, fabulous. Because by the time we're teaching high school, there are typically some of the academic subjects that we just really are not wired to teach well to our mm. own kids. Mm. Or you have a mom friend who doesn't mind dissections. Yes. <laughs> 
Or a mom friend who doesn't mind grading research papers, which is almost as gross and disgusting as dissection. (laughs) Or a mom friend who actually loves writing, yeah, Uh yeah, and is Uh not only willing to grade your kid's research paper, but is willing to teach writing to your children. So we all resemble some of those remarks. Yes, we do. We We can neither confirm nor deny which things which of us resemble, (laughs) but yes. So yeah, co-oping is um, wonderful. Philosophically, it's wonderful. In the practical sense, it can be a little hairy if you don't sort of come at it intentionally. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about some of the things that... Let's let's do this. Let's save academics, the specific academic pieces of co-op, for maybe a separate episode. Good idea. And Stay tuned. Start or with, come yeah. back. <laughs> yes, come back. Yeah. Same homeschool channel. <laughs> <laughs> so today, let's, let's kind of zero in on how to plan for a successful co-op, some communication ideas that are going to work well for you, whether it's a big group or a small, whether it's your first year co-oping or you've done this for five years and you're just looking for ways to make it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's one of the first things is look at it and think about what you're trying to create and what it what its purpose is in yeah. your life. Because that's where a lot of co-ops go wrong is from the very beginning, they're not sure what they are. And so one family is expecting one thing and another family is expecting something different. And those conflicting expectations can really derail you before you even get started. Yeah, clarifying the goals of a Mm -hmm. co-op is something I think we all learned earlier on because you've got to all be on the same page and writing those goals down Mm. so that everybody has the same memory about what that is. It it sounds kind of stuffy, but it saves a lot of stress further down. Yeah, Yeah, it protects relationships. It does, yeah. Our first co-op experience, honestly, was sort of something we just kind of fell into. And as things started, it was wonderful. And by the time that year ended, it was very... um, difficult and uncomfortable and awkward and frustrating and when we had a a wrap-up meeting and where do we want to go after this if we want to go after this we found out everybody had different goals completely different goals and we had never (laughs) done that important piece because you're trying to be natural and organic Uh yeah yeah and we just assumed that we all had the same goal yeah okay now i'm gonna i'm gonna get really goofy here but I guarantee that there's someone listening to this podcast who is so accustomed to thinking the way that they think that it's not even occurred to them that there can be different types of goals for a co-op. And they're going, what do you mean different goals? So let's just give some examples. For example, you might have a co-op that is aimed primarily at middle school and high schoolers, and it's going to be mostly a field trip co-op and a lab co-op, and you're going to do lots of science-y type things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're going to meet once a month for a whole day. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be projects and dissections and trips to the wastewater treatment facility. (laughs) And um, sorry, that was really not a very popular choice in our co-op. We're just letting you know now. We have a lot of traumatized young adults that went through that when they were teens. Apparently the wastewater treatment facility smells really bad. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) We thought after it was treated, it would smell good. (laughs) Walking on a bridge above the tank. The sludge. (laughs) In the rain. Oh, memories. But that forges relationships. Yeah. The whole group suffering thing. So that is a special memory that was one of those things that 
at the time they said this will eventually be funny. Actually, maybe we said that. I don't think the kids. <laughs> I don't know. Said the kids that said yet. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now it is. So okay. So that's one type of of goal for the co-op. Um, a totally different type of co-op goal might be: we're going to meet weekly. We're going to offer four different classes aimed at all different age groups. And we're going to mainly be focusing on reading books and discussing them, writing in response to what we're reading, and doing some um, history through living books. And so then there's going to be projects that come out of that. And we're going to meet all day long, one day a week for the entire school year. And it's going to be a lot going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, and we've done mm-hmm. all these different all flavors the, the over the years. Yeah. So to have an all-age group with core subjects being taught is a really popular way to do it. And, but it takes more clear goal setting and more organization. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And there's not one right way. There really is not one right way. Mm-hmm. The important thing is that the families who are committing to do this endeavor together, mm. that they're all looking for the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And you can even have somewhat different goals as long as they work together. Uh, we were a part of a Konos co-op where for some people that was really their curriculum and they worked that hard. For us, that was sort of an add-on to our, and we used different curriculum. Uh, but we met once a week, every Friday, and we agreed ahead of time who was going to teach which thing and what, um, what activities were going to be covered and all those things. And so it worked very well for both. But we knew that going into it, it was that was very clear. Yeah, so you had yeah. the the expectations, mm-hmm. even though you had different personal goals, you could still work together on the main goal of why you were there and what you were going to do exactly. while you were there. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so um, you decide what your goals are, and you decide this not by one person who decides to be dictator, figuring <laughs> all of this out and then telling everyone else, but you decide it cooperatively. So, Ooh. like, the moms the talk and pray and think and come up with the goals together. And that way it's a good reflection of your group. And then you have to figure out how you're going to bring this to light in, in a practical sense. Like, where are you going to meet? Right. Yeah. When? For how long? Do you have separate class periods? Do you have um, a hard start time that you're actually starting at nine o'clock, even if those two families that are always late for everything are going to be late every week? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that that makes a difference too, as you know, all human beings are kind of wired different with their biological clocks, and we. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that is so carefully stated. Yes. <laughs> but we, we learned the hard way over the years that that there's not one right way to be a person, but the mom who teaches the first class in the day should not be the one <laughs> whose biological clock is 20 minutes behind everybody else's. There you wow, go. Wow, that was good. Yeah. yeah. That's why I have a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. awesome. Yeah. Fabulous. Awesome. And you can even have a co-op. For example, we've had some moms in this area where it was a little bit more of a, but it still wouldn't be a dictatorship, but where a mom saw a need for her kids and said, I want to create a co-op of other people who also want to work Mm. on this subject with kids this age. So middle schoolers, Mm -hmm. right, who are interested in um, robotics and Mm -hmm. let's have a co-op. So there can be some 
If you have a certain passion or you see a certain need in your kids, you can certainly take the lead in that, but then it does need to be done cooperatively. They're, they're, you know, we've done all different flavors over the many years we've homeschooled, but for a number of years we had a co-op that met in our seven sister Marilyn's house. Mm-hmm. And fortunately she had a lot of nooks and crannies in her house in different rooms um, that we could fit all the different age groups because we included all the kids. But because it was able to be a decent sized co-op, I don't know. Eight or ten families. Yeah, yeah. Um, We needed more planning than if it was just a one topic Mm. thing with one age group. So we found that if we had either lunch together and spent a whole afternoon Mm with somebody watching our little ones, you know, while they ran around outside. And we had time to pray together first Mm -hmm. and then brainstorm ideas and and kind of all get on the same page. Um, It really helped the planning process that we all knew we were working together. And then when our kids got big enough, and I don't remember when that process was, we started taking everybody off on a retreat or just us moms mm-hmm. would go off on a retreat overnight to a state park where there were cabins and uh, golly, we had a good time. And we so we could extended um, pray together and um, leave Sabrina in the cabin and go on hikes together. <laughs> <laughs> if we just could have found a state park that was certified snake free, I would have hiked with you. But sure. we couldn't find one. But the state parks around here are total failures at that it's certification. It's really a shame. That, yeah. whole, that whole snake issue has not been addressed as it should be. But, <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had good good planning time. And it was not just like... It's not planning like dry planning. It was like dreaming together. It was mm-hmm. praying for our kids together. It was calling out gifts that we saw in each other that maybe somebody hadn't had the courage to, you know, that was where I first started thinking maybe I could teach high school lit was at one of those planning retreats. Mm-hmm. And I had been for a year, I'd been just kind of dreaming that and thinking that's ah, just, I don't know. And, you know, my oldest at that point was, I think, seventh grade or eighth grade, eighth grade, maybe. So I didn't even have personal experience with high schoolers yet, you know. But we went around the circle and we were dreaming for the next year and talking about how we were feeling. And Vicki, who had been teaching high school lit in the co-op for the several years, years yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> said, I'm just sick of this. I just would love a break and I thought oh my and she saw it in my eyes and she said Sabrina you're thinking something aren't you you know and and here I am all these years later what is one of my very favorite things in the world Mm -hmm. to do is to teach Mm -hmm. literature to high schoolers Mm -hmm. but it was birthed in that in that planning environment you know yeah we we were very lucky to have the group of moms that we have for mm. so many years um, who believed in each other and mm. would call out each other's gifts. And so our kids got to learn some things um, that they wouldn't have otherwise because we found that there was a mom that had this thing inside her right. that she just wanted to share. And whether it fit on the transcript, you know, and anything but elective, uh, it was worth our kids' experience and uh, somebody with a passion teaching that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so look look hard and look prayerfully at the families that seem to be coming together around this idea for the Mm -hmm. co-op that you're that you're putting together and don't just say well we need to check these boxes Mm -hmm. for the transcript but instead say what little expression of the body of christ has god put 
in our midst here. Mm -hmm. And what might he want to do with it that will be great for us academically, but will also be great for us in so many other ways if we will just, you know, really seek him in that planning process. And what did he put into our children? What passions do we see blossoming in them? Uh, so what we needed to invest in their interests and mm. passions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Vicky's, Vicky's son and, and Sabrina's son were, are still passionate filmmakers. Um, and they saw that gift and they ran with that very early. And then we had to figure out a way to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> help them learn that. Yeah. 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 And it was a whole lot easier to face that we've got to help them learn that cooperatively yes. than if we've been doing it on our own. Yeah, so. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So it's amazing the things you can not have a clue what it is and still teach it to your kids. Oh, remarkable. Especially now that there's the internet. I know. Oh, yes. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and we're modeling lifelong learning when we're doing that. Yes, because that's we're, right. we're not sit, pretending that we know. We're going like, I don't know, but I'll find out and we can learn this yeah. together. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah. It is. So watching movies now as a, a, <laughs> you know, an older person is I can sit and think, I know what that is, and yeah. I know why they're doing that, and it's I know this place. It's a whole different experience yeah. now, isn't it? All because of our boys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's let's kind of recap and see what, what major pieces we're missing. So you need to have a vision for your co-op. You need to have goals. You need to communicate well about these things. You need to allow your co-op to sort of grow out of the gifts and the passions and the callings of the moms in the group and the kids in the group. You need to plan wisely for the logistics, for where mm. you're going to meet and when and how that's all going to play out. Let's talk about money because money has been a relationship killer in yeah. a number mm -hmm. of co-ops over yeah. many years, oh, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. And Let's face it, sometimes yeah. learning costs something. Well, and especially if you are having co-op in someone's home, mm -hmm. there is a cost to them in increased, you know, like, utilities toilet paper trash oh <laughs> bags uh, uh, yeah. yeah like they're Glue, just some glitter paper yeah, yeah. It, it happens yeah supplies get left at home and mm. you're at the host's house of course mm. they're going to go rummaging through their cupboards but yeah mm. and it's and it's also stressful to have your house cleaned up and orderly enough mm -hmm. that this troop can come in and then you're going to clean up again after co-op's mm -hmm. over and um, yeah, so there's cost there. There's cost for curriculum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and who's who's providing the the yeah. resources that teachers hand out or special experiments or projects? You know, who's paying for that? And and what are the budgets? So you know, mm -hmm. so you know, going into it, what are we mm -hmm. expecting to spend this year? Because yeah, exactly. we may have very different. Um, options for each of our families yeah, yeah. or in families with different economic oh, availability yeah. mm -hmm. so that that's uh, as you plan to do that mm -hmm. another remember, thing is i'm sorry i just i remember um his a uh, year where we did some history field trips that were overnighters mm -hmm. and it was the year that i was a single mom mm -hmm. and my finances were way tight mm -hmm. And um, from the beginning of the year, I just said, look, can my kids do the class portion mm. of the history? But can I let y'all know now I can't do Boston and I can't mm. do Williamsburg and whatever else we were doing. It, mm. it, the money's just not there. And mm. can we find, can I do other things mm -hmm. to fill? Because that was a class where the teacher was going to assign the grade. Mm -hmm. And so without those field trips happening, it, it was going to confuse things, mm -hmm. you know. 
And it was okay, but it was only okay because we addressed it and dealt with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and to, to make up your mind ahead of time that everybody mm-hmm. deals with things, discusses things graciously. Absolutely. And uh, that was an important thing. Absolutely. Another, another thing is the logistics of who sets up and who cleans up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be a relationship buster oh. after just a few mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, like, are the kids involved? How do you, you know, are chores assigned? Mm-hmm. You know, so that whether you're in a church location or the, the local library or someone's home, mm-hmm. one person isn't stuck. Because yes. yeah. oh, yeah. if there's three kids, there's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. That's just... Love physics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it can be a relationship builder if you set it up well and because mm-hmm. we've that's one of the reasons we are all together is because we like to work together. Mm-hmm. And we've it, emptied trash together. We have and it's a we've, bonding thing. We have picked up little <laughs> tiny pieces of spiral notebook paper oh off of the my. floor together. Papelitos Papelitos Malitos. Yeah. 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 And if you're having co-op at someone's house, this is just my opinion, so you guys can shoot me down if you disagree, but I think that if the teens are going to be involved in the cleanup, which they should be because they're teens. Yes, yes. That it would be best for the host mom to not be the one who is giving the orders for that. Because she's she's wearing too many hats and it feels too um too much like an extension of the piece of mothering that none of us like anyway. <laughs> yeah. And so if if it's host mom's house and if the teens are responsible for cleaning up the basement family room or whatever, mm-hmm. let one of the other moms be in charge of making sure that they get the job done. And we, we tried the organization of the, the cleanup a lot of different ways. Uh, when we were at Marilyn's house. And I think there were several years where we had a a schedule on the wall. Mm -hmm. And so the teens would check where there was there. So moms had things moms did and the teens had things the teens did. And I don't remember what the youngers did. I'm sure they did something or the other, Mm -hmm. but, um, and I can remember the, the teens coming in and checking, oh, we have to do this today. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that, evidently worked okay yeah yeah Yeah. and and we had a co-op that at one point was about 20 20 kids and about Mm -hmm. 10 families and we didn't do anything very specific but whatever we did as far as i remember worked really well it was yeah we're good at organic everybody pitched in and Mm -hmm. yeah it was it worked but you do you really want to think about that whatever way is going to work and Mm -hmm. it's almost better i would say being a more organic person, it's still better to maybe have a schedule and then say, oh, you know, we're doing all right. We don't need to, we can Mm -hmm. put that aside as opposed to be organic and then find out like two people are doing all the cleanup all the time Mm -hmm. and not very happy about it or whatever. You know, another thing is lunches. Oh, yeah. People want to eat in the middle of the day. It's it's so, so strange. And people want to eat like at least at our co-op, like it seemed every hour they wanted a uh, snack. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, if so, if it's an all-day co-op and there's lunch, and all the kids bring soup that they need to heat up. Oh, it, that microwave is getting quite the workout. Yeah, and so some people are waiting a long time to eat. So that's just a thing you think about. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you plan for that? 
we had a couple of years at that same co-op where there was one mom mm. who was made the best chicken noodle soup mm. in the mm. whole universe. Mm. Yep. And so that just became her co-op job. And we just pitched in. She and just made a big pot of yeah. noodle mm-hmm. soup and we had grilled cheese and... Yep, and we all chipped in financially to, mm-hmm. to yeah. cover the cost, but it was wonderful. Yeah. I think it really blessed her too. I think she really liked being in that role. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that she enjoyed making the chicken yeah. soup as yeah. opposed to me. I don't enjoy making things, so yeah. 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 So all all those different varieties are just fine. Mm-hmm. But it's really good to communicate about mm-hmm. what is going to be the variety that fits that group of people. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Um, we've got a goal. We've got an academic approach. We've got um, the physical location kind of stuff. We've got financial. <clears throat> What's the last thing? How, is How about like review like a time so that if things are kind of getting a little bumpy, rather yeah. than having to have somebody have the courage or the frustration or the whatever to motivate to them to say, hey, whoa, how about setting up maybe a quarterly, some kind of a check-in and it could mm-hmm. be really yeah. informal or it could be super formal, mm-hmm. but some way to just say, how are we doing? Do we need to yeah. tweak anything? Are we doing what we said we would, were doing? Or are we doing what we said we were doing, but now it makes a little more sense to do something differently? To have it on the calendar. Yeah. I know we would do yucks and yahoos at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we talk quite a bit um, here on the Homeschool High School podcast and at sevensistershomeschool.com about the importance of checking in with yourself even mm-hmm. throughout the school year so that you are not coming into year end and then realizing that you are just backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even more important when you're talking about a co-op yeah. situation because you have you have families that start out the year, everything is great, and then somebody gets very ill and everything falls behind and that family ends up in all kinds of doctor's appointments and financial strain and that they never saw coming mm. and it's it's not okay to assume that the plan that you had at the beginning is necessarily still best for where you are at this point in the year and so if you already have it agreed that quarterly or whatever you're just going to take an extra half hour at lunch and you're going to have a check-in how's everybody doing you're you're putting an emphasis on relationships and people Mm-hmm. rather than just on get or done yeah. through that, yeah. that plan. Yeah. And, and it's um, really good for us as moms to check in with our kids regularly too. Right. Because when we're doing a co-op, the kids are in different places and we're we're sharing that experience and in other mm-hmm. ways we're not sharing that experience. So the, to the talk about it. Teenagers will let you know. Mm-hmm. So if, if folks are interested in um, the ups and downs of co-op experiences, one of our earlier episodes, we had the opportunity to interview Dr. Melanie Wilson mm-hmm. from oh, Homeschool yes. Sanity Podcast, and she was talking about those, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, it's not common, but sometimes you run into a mean mom, mm-hmm. yeah. and so she, <laughs> she talked about dealing with homeschool mean moms, mm-hmm. and then our, our friend Carol Topp at... What's your code? Oh dear, is it still Homeschool CPA or is it's Homeschool CPA? Because there was a change in the name and I can never remember yeah. which was the old name and which is Homeschool CPA. I just CPA. see the icon in my head. We'll put links <laughs> in the show notes. Her, her face, yeah. So Carol has whole episodes on the podcast on logistics for co-ops, and she goes into detail about any kind of financial obligations on the get it right kind of legally side. So she's a very good resource. Good resources. Excellent. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely look through, if you haven't, look through the other podcasts on the Ultimate mm-hmm. Homeschool Radio Network because we've got some cool podcaster we friends who do. know some stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we've learned a lot from them, and we uh, strongly suggest that you avail yourself of their wisdom. Indeed. Absolutely. All right, so let's see. I think that was a pretty, pretty in-depth overview. Can yeah. Have an overview yes. that's also in-depth? We got a little more in-depth comprehensive than we intended overview. to. Yes, yes. because we, we really like this topic because we mm-hmm. think that co-oping is wonderful. It is. So hopefully this has given you some things to think about, um, some goals to set for yourself if you're looking at the idea of co-oping in the future. Come into it wisely. Come into it intentionally. And you are much more likely to find that the experience is good for everybody and a growing experience for everyone. And um, that's that's what we that's what we hope for out of a co-op experience. Yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us. If you have had co-op experiences that you would like to share, even if you have experienced co-op pitfalls that we could all learn something from, mm-hmm. we would love it if you would share those with us in the comments on the Homeschool High School Podcast Facebook page or any place else that you find us and sevensistershomeschool.com on the internet. And we can all learn from each other. Indeed. Yes. So on a future episode, we will look into more of the specific academic pieces of a co-op and how you can decide to set that up and how credit gets assigned and how grading is handled and curriculum is chosen. That just seems like a whole big other thing. Absolutely. So we will talk about that in the future. And we hope that you will join us then on the Homeschool High School podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. 